This morning, uh, we were all praying, and um, we, we knew there was a lot to fit in, but um, we were talking about being inclined towards the Holy Spirit and, being, and listening to him, what he wants to say. So last week, um, if you didn't watch the live stream, uh, Graham introduced the next sort of few weeks of talks, um, and it's about what our values are. It's something that we've been talking about in the leadership team because it, there are lots of new people on the team, and thinking about what our values are informs what we do, what we set our hearts towards, and what we take on as a church. Um, so we're thinking about, really, what makes us us? What makes City Church City Church? Um, if you could snap us open, then um, like a bit like a stick of rock, what would we say on the inside? So I know some of the things that would, if you snap me open, you'd have a hard job, but if you cut me open, you might, the things you'd see, I, I have an idea of what those things are because I've been thinking about them for a long time. Um, sometimes values are things that we hold really dearly, but they can be really difficult to articulate because they're so much part of who we are and what we do um, that it's almost like when somebody says a value or uh, suggests that you might have one, it's like almost, well, isn't that, isn't that what everybody thinks? Or isn't that every, what everybody holds dear? And it isn't. But it's not, you know, it's not a critical thing. It's just that we're all really different and we all are in this kingdom of earth and heaven and bringing different things. Um, I am going to pick on some people and you're going to have to come to me to speak into the mic because I can't move because it goes buzzy. So, uh, Jeannie, can you come up? I'm going to ask you a question. You love me really, don't you? <laughs> what does church mean to you? Well, I've been in this church since it began. So, I've gone through lots of different stages um, but yes, the church is my family, and um, I'm very grateful. And probably in the earlier days when I was a single parent, it especially meant a lot to me because um, I was struggling with two little girls, and I really appreciated joining with other families and, and doing things together. I loved the picnics. I loved... Um, playing rounders on old hills. And the church was smaller then. It was a real sense of family. And obviously, it's, it's changed. Um, but I have appreciated um, support in lots of different ways. Financial support I appreciated in the earlier days. Prayer support when I went through difficult things. Um, fellowship. And, and now I'm appreciating you even more because I'm still on my own. And I love you all. Thank you, Jeannie. That's it. Hannah. Where's my Hannah? You don't have to come if you don't want to. You can just tell Dad you're not coming. I haven't told her that I was going to do this. She's coming. Pete is actually pushing her. We were in the car this morning, and you said, what did you say about Sundays? I love Sundays as an ice cream. What, what did you like about Sundays? Um, 
Shall I remind you? Yeah. <laughs> and I also love Sundays because I come to church. I did just prompt her, but she did actually say that of her own free will in the car. That's it, you can go back now. You have to go back. Noah. Come up, Noah. I won't get Noah to tell you his whole story about how he came to City Church. <laughs> tell me, Noah. You told me the other day, actually, in a meeting we were in. What happens when you came to City Church? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when I first joined City Church, I didn't know anybody in Worcestershire. Um, so I came along and was welcomed on the door and just basically made to feel like I really belonged. Throughout the whole of that first Sunday, um, there was always someone ready and happy to talk to me. Um, and then I think it was for about the first three months, um, I didn't actually cook Sunday lunch for myself because I was invited to someone's house every week, even if I didn't know their names. Um, yeah. Thank you. Uh, uh, really, you should probably clap yourself as well because uh, you did that. You did that. You welcomed Noah in. And uh, I got a bit choked up when I heard Noah say that the first time I'd ever heard him say that because I've been coming to the church for 15 years and I think I've seen a real journey of welcome from when I first arrived in the church to now. It's really difficult to get a word in edgeways with visitors now. Really difficult. So, yeah, today we're talking about family and what that means and belonging. And, and you know what? This subject is long. We could be talking about it every week. But really, we're talking about family here in the context of church. Um, family is a group of individuals that are related by blood, marriage, or adoption. A family is a group of people journeying through life together. Belonging is a feeling of being happy or comfortable as part of a particular group and having good relationships with, each, with the other members of the group because they welcome you and they accept you. Family are people who support you. They love you and you can confide in them and trust them. Family means having someone to love you unconditionally in spite of your shortcomings. A sense of belonging is one of humanity's most basic needs. Family is loving and supporting one another, even when it's not easy to do so. Belonging is, is a close or intimate relationship. Family doesn't see color, race, a set of beliefs or culture. It sees the heart. There are loads of themes in the Bible, loads. I think they're called in posh theological language, meta-narratives. But the Bible talks a lot about family and being believers and it refers to us all as brothers and sisters all the time you get that all the time in the new testament brothers and sisters brothers and sisters um it says lots about our biological family there's lots of examples in the bible that you shouldn't follow the bible doesn't specifically say that you should have, shouldn't have more than one wife but it does point out all the difficulties of having more than one wife <laughs> There's more sibling rivalry in the Bible than I've probably ever seen in real life. Um, it talks about 
adopted families, it talks about local church, and it talks about sort of this the sense of worldwide church, although that was a, probably a different concept back then in the New Testament. And it, if that's not enough, the Bible talking about all these uh, relationships that we have in the context of being in the kingdom, you bring every single relationship experience that you've had to this place. It doesn't matter whether they're good or bad. It doesn't matter if you look back on your life and think, wow, an amazing childhood, or if it was, frankly, terrible. You're going to bring it to this place. Can you imagine, like, uh, a big stew or a soup? Church is a bit like that. And a Sometimes you take a, you'll take a scoop, you take a spoonful, and you get a piece of succulent beef. That is amazing. Unless, of course, you're a vegetarian. You could get a lump of potato, which would kill me if I was eating mashed potato, because lumps do not belong in mashed potatoes. Or what if you were expecting something to taste really sweet? And actually, it was quite sharp. Like, that's more to do with expectations, isn't it? Sharp things. Who loves, I love Haribo. I love Haribo, but I really like Sour Patch Haribo. Oh, Sour Patch or Haribo's. Um, it makes me, my tongue go all fizzy. One of my kids is slightly allergic to it. So it makes her go flushed and all her skin goes all fizzy, which is probably not the reaction anybody was looking for. So, you know, you, you get this mixed experience and it it's not always easy, actually. It's often tricky, and there can be a lot of conflict around it, and it can be painful and upsetting. In the book of Timothy, in the Bible, it says that we need to treat older men like they are dads. If you don't like your dad much, you're going to have struggle with the older men in the church. You're supposed to treat younger men like your brothers, and older women as your Mothers and younger women as your sisters. So for some of you, you know, I'm going to be like your mother. For some of you, I'm going to be like your grandmother. <laughs> some of you, I'm going to be your sister or your auntie. I was thinking about this because on the radio the other day, they were talking to some people who were from um, Afro-Caribbean background and Indian background and talking about this thing called about aunties. What is an auntie? I bet you that in Nigerian and Ghanaian culture, you still call older women auntie. And when I was growing up in church, we I had more aunties than you could shake a stick at. Like, I've only got one, two, three, four aunties by marriage, but actually... There was loads of them. Auntie Maureen, Auntie Eunice, Auntie... Loads and loads. I think people outside of church just thought it was dead weird. But anyway. So, um, in this family soup, you'll come across flavours and textures that would have... That you might have turned your nose up a bit out of it, but they can be a bit... Um, they can be delightfully surprising. I have a recipe for something called epic summer salad. The ingredients for the salad dressing are completely bizarre. In fact, when I read it, I decided to make it because it was so weird. I would never have put it together. It has a whole bunch of mint, a whole bunch of coriander, and a whole bunch of basil in it. I mean, I would not have put that in a salad, oh, in a salad dressing. 
But I gave it a go because it was so weird. And it's completely glorious. It's like the best thing I've ever eaten, and I've not often said that about a salad. So um, you can Google it, Epic Summer Salad, and you can thank me after the first time that you make it. Um, you've probably eaten it before anyway, because I've made it for lots of bring and shares. Um, I, at this point, I've written down, shout out to those who've had to work for me and extend, work with me and extended grace towards me. I particularly feel bad for those who I worked with in my 20s, but we're all moving from glory to glory, at least I hope we are. So, who belongs at City Church? Anyone? All of you? Even the people out there who don't think they belong, they can belong. Maybe, um, some of you are not sure that we look like what a family should look like. Uh, some of that's because we have um, different experiences. Um, some of it's because we have different, uh, sort of, in our background, have exp different expressions of the church. Sometimes it's because our own families are wonky. Do we need to believe the same as each other? No. In fact, if I, uh, let's cut you all open like rock. Not only do you have different values, but you have different beliefs, and those will have changed over your lifetime, and they will change until the moment you die. And if they don't, then you need to have a think about it. Um, do you need to feel like you've got life all together? Nope. I've said that we don't need to agree with each other. Um, we, wherever people are on their journey to Jesus, they can belong. If they're seeking a different way to live and they haven't yet encountered Jesus, they can belong. Are they stumbling and trying and failing in all their aims? They still belong. Are they full of questions? They can still belong. Whoever you are, your gifts, pain, joy, personality, highs, lows, hopes, dreams, your commitment or ambivalence, your perseverance, you are bringing your life and relationship. You're bringing the spoken and unspoken rules that you've learned in your family, your reliance or your independence, your brokenness and your healing, your ability to cope with conflict, and what you've learned about what resolution looks like. I tell you, in my family when I was growing up, I didn't know what it meant to have an adult say sorry. No grid for it at all. My parents were really loving, but there wasn't a lot of, I don't think there was a lot of, well, maybe it's my era. I was born in the 70s. Um, you know, that realizing that sometimes we do do things wrong as adults and being able to say to our kids, I'm really sorry I messed that up or I was too harsh or whatever. So you're bringing to this family all your relationships. And we're not looking for conformity and we're not looking for agreement. But maybe we are looking for perseverance and commitment to relationships and to journeying with each other. And I also want to say at this moment that um, commitment looks different to it for everybody. Capacity is different for everybody. What they can cope with and what that looks like in the life of the church is going to be different. 
And we need to be gracious towards people when they don't do church in the way we want them to. Um, I um, have mixed experience, obviously, with my relationships and my experience in church. And I have brought, over the years, things to church that have been difficult, really, in relation to have relationship with people. Um, one thing that I bring to my, well, in this case, my marriage, is my parents divorced, my, my parents divorced or separated when I was 18. And to my marriage, I bring, I brought a sense of um, hoping that it was forever, but not really believing that it was forever. You know, you want to pray for Pete because he has had to live with that for 25 years. And in my worst moments, even after 25 years, 27 years. <laughs> uh, even after 27 years, there's still something that makes me feel like a little girl who may well be abandoned. You might feel like that. Hold that. I was really independent and rebellious and awkward. And some of you are saying, what? Some of my pain made me protect myself in those ways. But I believe wholeheartedly down to the last cell in my body, from the top of my head to my toe tips, that actually it's by getting closer to one another that we relieve ourselves of our baggage. I have found friends in the kingdom that are truly like brothers and sisters. And I have a difficult relationship with my brother. He currently is not in relationship with almost anybody in my immediate family. Well, nobody in my immediate family and almost nobody in my extended family. That's really hard. But I have found people who are closer than my brother, closer than if I had a sister here. I want you to know that I am particularly careful when I feel like people are grating on me. If you take nothing away from this, learn what I had to learn. The people who grate on me are sometimes more like me than I would like to admit. So keep your mouth shut and do not complain about other people because you're going to have it coming round at you. At this point, I was going to ask you all what family means to you and get you to answer and walk around, but I'm not going to do that now. So we're going to have that question at the end. So here are some of my thoughts about family and what that looks like. What that looks like in our biological families, some of these things will almost certainly be aspirational and they'll certainly be aspirational with all of us. So here's some of them. It's a long list, but I will get to it. Family means being there for each other in the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. It means bearing each other's burdens it means persevering in relationship. It means honesty. It means kindness. And it means getting up close. It means valuing people's uniqueness. It means vulnerability. And it means celebrating. And it also means mourning. It means pressing in when you want to run away. I am the world's best runner. Not physically. 
I am a very slow runner. But relationally, emotionally, I can be really good at that. It means meeting together. It means meal rotors. Man, how many meal rotors have we had at City Church? It means sharing resources. It means generosity. It means speaking well of each other, particularly those people who get on your nerves. It means praying for each other. It means graciousness and forgiveness. It means not always being first, and it means sacrifice. It means seeing the best. It means living an unoffended life, and it means giving the benefit of the doubt to people. It means seeing the best. It means value. It means getting close to people to see their hearts. Um, I might have shared this before. Um, one time, I, I, Simeon, wave your hand so that people know who Simeon is, if you didn't know who Simeon was. He's the person who started the singing. Don't you think he was listening to Jesus? Um, Simeon once asked me if I'd heard from somebody who used to come to our church and they were in a really difficult situation. He said, have you heard from them? And I said, no. I said, but I think I might be the last person to hear from them. And um, I was really close up to him and, and he said to me, I'm really worried because the situation they were involved with was not good. And I saw, as I was close to him, the tears in his eyes because that man... Simeon, he really cares about you all. And he, if I'd been a long way off, or I'd been on the telephone, I wouldn't have seen those tears, would I? But because I was close to him, I saw his heart. It means being the kind of person who speaks words of encouragement. It means keeping short accounts. It means seeing the gold in people, because any fool can see the rubbish. It means invitation and welcome and challenge. It means learning and growing and overcoming. It means that love looks like something. It means persevering and preserving relationship. I haven't said, we talked, I said about it doesn't, belonging to the church does not mean agreeing. In my biological immediate family, if you didn't know, I have six children. In, <laughs> We actually don't have all the same beliefs or thoughts about issues, but we are still family. One of my kids once said in a disagreement with her dad, um, look, dad, if you raise a child to have an opinion, you shouldn't be surprised when they express that opinion. I can't decide whether I'm, more, whether I'm actually proud of her for saying that or wish I hadn't raised her to have an opinion. In fact, I, it, it's, it's, a, it's a bumpy ride when you do that. <laughs> but we didn't know that in the beginning, hey. Um, in your family, if dissent, different opinions, beliefs, viewpoints, be, and it becomes unwritten that you can't have them, you'll bring that to the church. That's really important for you to think about because you'll you'll see that agreement in everything or believing the same things in everything are what makes us family. And I'm telling you, that's not. The other thing that family does not mean is being perfect or not making mistakes. Making mistakes does not exclude you from our family. Because if we keep our mistakes hidden, they cause shame 
and shame distances us from each other and also from Jesus. We don't stop people, we don't stop loving people when they make mistakes. This family, all of us, are on a journey together. It's been a bit bumpy the last few years. I don't know if anybody noticed. We're on a journey to bring heaven to earth, to bring the kingdom about corporately, but also in our own lives. If you would like an amazing opportunity to learn more about this family and to connect, to think about belonging to our community, then come to church camp. When Now, I haven't talked about, and I'm not going to because I'm a bit aware of what time we have. Some people leave our community and our family. For some of us, that's quite painful. It doesn't mean they're not part of the wider worldwide church family body, but it can be quite painful painful when we lose friends from our church communities anyway come to church camp it's the first thing we did when we joined city church it said that if you go on a church weekend away you'll spend more time with people than you would if you went to every single sunday service for more than a year so time is the thing that builds relationships come to church camp um thank you for being my family. When we came to City Church, um, we came in the May, and in the September, we took a month-long trip to America, and I can remember feeling, I really wanted to go to America, but I kept, I didn't want to go because it meant I'd miss four Sundays. I mean, how weird is that? I'd never felt like that before. I was like, all my days, I'm not going to meet with this body of people that I really like. Thank you for being my family. Thank you for putting up with me. Thank you. For, oh man, I'm going to cry. I should have got a slide. Um, thank you for walking with me in some of the most painful experiences in my life. It isn't easy to be thrown into a world of um, cancer and treatments and things like that. It's certainly not easy when it's your kid. I've done anything to walk that. Without her having to walk that? Yes. But we... Lots of us have experiences of you walking alongside us when our loved ones are hurting and when we're hurting. And you've done an amazing job. Sometimes it's just a hand on the arm and saying to people, I see you. Um, we're going to have some discussion questions and we're going to get into groups. I, I would really encourage you to, you know, allow God to do a bit of a work on you now as you talk to other people, to be, be vulnerable. That's what being, builds relationship is a good thing and take a risk in relationships. And if anything has, anything I've said has touched a bit of a raw nerve in you or you just think, oh, that hurts a bit, then um, I would really love to pray for you um, because... 
in our community, even though we have probably felt pain from other people, we can also receive healing. Amen.